this is Heather Bonham, and you are listening to the Midlife Best Podcast, and this is episode 051. Today on episode 51, I'm going to tell you to stop taking work home, usually. But before we get started, I want to remind you that you can email me at heather at midlifebest.com, and I'd like to hear from you. Now, I am working on the website, so stay tuned because I've been behind the scenes really learning how to properly put a website together, and it'll show up soon. Now, let's talk about taking work home. I know a lot of you do it because I see people taking a ton of work home. I see it. I know how it is because I've had a problem with this for a really long time as well. And I have gotten better, but it's still an issue and it's still something that I struggle with. So I have talked in the past about how I I try not to say work-life balance because a balance indicates that something is equal. And I like the idea, and I didn't come up with this, but I've heard it and I liked it. I like the idea of harmony. Harmony is, you know, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down, but it all works together and music, it it moves and it changes. So to me, that seems a little bit better than balance, but sometimes I still say balance. And I know that that's what a lot of us are looking for. How do I get work, life, harmony, balance? How do I do a great job with my job or my business, but still have a life outside. And I know there are a few people who that really overlaps so much that they never feel like it's out of balance because they love what they do and it really integrates super well with the rest of their life. And those are people who generally traditionally don't have regular jobs. Um, So, you know, that might be a professional athlete who loves that sport so much and all their friends are involved with that sport, that's, you know, that's their their 24-7 and they never get tired of it. But I don't think that's most people. I think that's very rare. That might be the artist or the musician who, again, um, art is such an integral part of who they are that they don't ever want to turn that off. Um, But even then, you still have to have other things in your life. You don't want to be that crazy artist who is so wrapped up in only art that they have no normal relationships or that they can't parent their children. And when you read biographies and and you, you hear stories, you know, there are people like that. There are people who are really eccentric to the point of being unhealthy Um, And they're obsessed with whatever it is that they do, but they don't have a normal life. We don't want that. I I want, I, I want it all. That's all I want. I just want it all. But I have had an issue and I think part of it is the jobs that I've had and part of it is my own lack of boundaries. So in the past, I've had jobs that very, um, you know, very easily, could be turned off at the time that work was over. But most of the jobs that I've had are not that way. Teaching is certainly not that way for me. 
my mom taught. I grew up seeing her work all the time. We had this little tiny kitchen table. We didn't actually eat dinner at it. It was too small, but it was like a little breakfast table. And she would grade night after night. And I think part of the reason it took me so long to become a teacher was number one, it just looked like so much work. And it was, and it is. But also I thought, oh, this woman is amazing and I can't possibly live up to how she teaches. Now, my dad was an administrator and he didn't bring paperwork home necessarily. He he left that at the office and he's super organized. And so I'm sure he just didn't have a problem getting it all done. But he would have committee meetings and he would have organizations that he belonged to. And of course, living in a small town, we went to all the school events anyway, but my parents working for the district, of course, they went to the sporting events and the music events and the theater events and all of those things. Um, because that's also the part of the social fabric of a small town, but yeah, they gave way, way more to their jobs than what the job probably really required, but to do a good job, sometimes that's how it is. You don't just leave and say, okay, I'm done. I don't care because now I'm in my own time. Um, I know some teachers and some professionals and other professions who really are able to do that and say, oh, it's three o'clock, I'm done. Well, I think that people might have that perception of teaching, but for most teachers, it's not that way. And either literally they're taking work home or staying after to get their work done, grading and lesson planning and whatnot, or figuratively, metaphorically, they can't leave work at work because they hear stories and, and, and things that are difficult in their students' lives and they are concerned or they allow the stress of other teachers to kind of soak into themselves. That's a big one for me because um, I'm empathetic and I, I think that when other people are going through stress or when they're upset or when I hear bad things about you know something going on in my students' lives... I do really feel emotionally uh, agitated by that. And I've had to learn, but I'm still not that good at it. I've had to learn to kind of distance myself and put things in perspective. There are, there are a lot of things in any kind of a helping profession or a healthcare profession. There are a lot of things you cannot fix and you will never be able to fix. But there's still this part of me that thinks, oh, but I want to make their lives better. Um, or for many reasons and not just teaching, um, for many reasons in lots of professions, we feel obligated to go way above and beyond. And that might be taking work home, finishing a report for your boss. If you're an attorney, you have to work on a case because you have deadlines and you can't get it all done, right? It might look like um, somebody who works doing uh, electrical, cable, that kind of stuff, and there's a storm and the power went out. You have to go and turn the power back on for these people. Sure, there are lots of jobs that are not eight to five or seven to three or whatever. I know that. But what I am saying is we need to analyze the amount of time and mental energy that's going into our job. And I can't tell you what it should be for you and your job. Because it is different depending on 
what your job is and depending on your own life outside of work, right? But what I'm telling you is, I think you have to analyze how much time and how much mental energy are you putting into your job or even your own business? And does that feel right? Does it feel congruent with what you want out of life? So for me, there have been times when it was not congruent. There have been times when I've had to take a step back and say, this doesn't work. Do I stay in this position or do I get a different job? And there have been times when I've gotten a different job. Now, I've shared this on the podcast before, but I had a teaching job that in many ways I loved at a previous job, but because of a long commute and the demands of that job, it, it could not work in my life when my husband and I still have three kids in the house. They're almost grown, but they're all still in the house. I have teenagers. That job took too much. And there wasn't a way, I couldn't find a way to get any type of harmony. My daughter, my oldest daughter said to me at one point, mom, you're just absent. And boy, that was like, you know, then she was twisting the knife in me, right? And kids know, teenagers know how to say things that'll get to you. But the problem is not just that she said that, but that I believe that she honestly, truly felt that way. She wasn't just trying to make me upset. And the other problem was that I truly believe she was right. So saying, mom, you're just absent. A teenager might say that and you're like, oh, she doesn't mean it. She's just trying to get to me. She meant it. But also I knew that it was true. And so it hurt me because I thought, oh yeah, this kid is right. Now, I didn't leave right away. I still stayed there another, at least another year. I'm not sure when she said that. And but I tried to do better. Um, and it has been a work in progress. But ultimately for me, taking a different job more than once, that's been the right solution. Um, now, it's interesting. I think that reflecting again back on a generation ago, reflecting on when my parents were raising me. Yes, they were highly educated professionals. They were in good education jobs. And that's great. But what was different now, what was different then compared to now, and this is true of so many professions, think of what your parents did versus our generation. We have social media, we have technology, we have not only email, but a million other ways that our bosses and our colleagues and our clients and everyone else can get a hold of us all the time. So, I have, in the past, at times, I had my work email on my phone. Nope, I don't have it on my phone. If I really needed to check a work email, I could find a way to do it. I could go into my browser, and I could go into the district website, and then I could log in. It would take forever, but I could do it. But you know what? Honestly, they don't need to be able to reach me all the time. But, yes, we still have a group chat. You, you might at your work, too. We still have so many ways we can all get a hold of each other. And if you are not careful, that stuff just takes over. And even if you have a a different kind of business, say you own a restaurant, because that's a really good example of a business that people say 
can completely take over your life to the point where you don't have anything outside that business. It's not necessarily technology. It's, it's truly the hours that you're putting in. If you cannot find a way to balance that, then you're making the choice to stay in a situation that either you love or you don't. But if you don't love it, why? Why would you do that? If you love it, that's great. And that's your life choice. For me, I have other interests and I have other things that I want to do outside of work. So I can love work and still want to get away from it and not have it consume my nights and weekends, if that makes sense. Um, So what I am encouraging you to do this week is I'm not telling you right and wrong or how many hours you should put in or what your business um, you know, schedule should look like, or should you hire more managers or whatever? I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is analyze the time and the emotional energy that you put into your profession, your job, your business, whatever that is, and ask yourself if it's congruent with what you want out of life and think about it. So that is my challenge to you this week. And what I want to say before closing is this. Um, I watched a really funny YouTube video. If you've never seen the videos by Mayim Bialik, she's the actress. Um, she, I mean, she was in Blossom years and years ago. Now she's a mom. She's a divorced woman. She's a Jewish woman. So she talks about um, her beliefs as they kind of match up or don't match up to Hollywood, which is interesting. Um, but you may know her now as being on the Big Bang Theory. And so she is uh, also has a PhD. She's also written books on nutrition and just really interesting, but she has a funny YouTube channel. So I was watching a video that she made about millennials and some millennials and other people really took umbrage with the video because they're like, you're, you're kind of bashing millennials, but she was just, you have to take it. I, I, the way I took it was that she was just kind of joking with some of the generalities of millennials. But she was saying things like, you know, sometimes in jobs, you just have to do things that you don't like to do. Our generation, which makes me think I'm 110, but no, but the, the, the adult generation now, it never occurred to us as young people to say, oh, I don't really like that part of my job, so I'm just not going to do it. And millennials now do question everything. And yes, she was making that exaggerating and being funny. Um, and she's totally right. Sometimes you just have to do the parts of your job that you don't like. But in another way, the millennials have a point in that some of them are trying to redefine what a work life looks like and what a career looks like and what a pathway that, you know, what, what that is for them to reach their goals and dreams. So some of them are questioning a traditional work model or a traditional education path. And I think the questioning part of it is a really good thing. And as midlifers, we should also question. We should question the, the work that we're doing, the value that it's bringing to others, and how we can be excellent but also reach our own goals and, and also have time for the other things that matter to us. So 
We are looking for that harmony. And so are they. But I think they're a little more bold about questioning at an earlier age. Whereas a lot of us, we're looking for those things now. And maybe we're searching for those things now in middle age that we didn't question or ask about when we were younger. So let's think about that this week and and question a little bit more and stop taking work home regularly, either literally taking it home or metaphorically taking it home if we don't need to. And if we're just doing it out of habit or even out of a one-way loyalty when honestly the boss may not even really care um, or If you run a business and maybe you're even working from home and that's a whole other topic because that's, that's tricky, right? Because you work there and you live there. So you have to figure out how that's all going to come together. Um, but if you have a business or a side business, how much time do you intend and you have to be intentional, how much do you intend to give and how's that going to fit into your life? And again, how Is it congruent with what you really want out of your life? So no answers, but a lot of questions this week on the podcast, but I think it is food for thought. And for me, really valuable food for thought, because like I said, it's something that I have struggled with and I've gotten a lot better, but I always have to keep in the back of my mind. So have a great week. I really appreciate you I appreciate your time and I thank you for joining me on the podcast and I will talk to you again soon.